S at a time. Thank you for listening to the Just Completed program. If you'd like to offer feedback on any of our programming, please email us at info at wpfw.org. About uh, 6 p.m. in the nation's capital. The name of the show is News Views. My name is Garland Nixon, and I'm on every Friday from 6 to 7 p.m. Well, not every Friday. I mean, every now and then I miss, uh, you know, miss a week for something. But in general, I'm going to be here on Fridays from 6 and 7 p.m. talking about something. Who knows what? Um, but, I, you know, I rarely pick a subject today. You know, it's funny. Uh, just before I came in, I was just talking to uh, I was talking to our engineer and I was like, you know, Show starts in five minutes. I have no idea what I'm going to talk about. And I thought, well, I guess that shows that it's genuine. And that's me. That's the nature of Garland, right? Stream of conscious kind of thing. So, I, you know, I've read several things today. So I thought to myself, one thing that I haven't touched on in a while, and I want to open up the phones, is the Europe, the conflict in Ukraine, Europe. I want to talk about that. And I want you to talk about it. I'm going to open the phones, 202-588-0893, 202-588-0893. We're going to talk about the conflict in Ukraine. You know, I'm going to start by saying this. One of the things that I find, that's the word I'm going to use, distressing, distressing, right? A friend of mine, Jim, Dr. Jim Cavanaugh, calls it the crisis of epistemology, right? Epistemology being how do you know what you know? If you believe something to be true, right, how do you know that? How do you know? Whatever. If you believe something, if, you, if somebody said, walks up to you and they say, is this, this whatever, is Garland a male? And you say, yes, he is. The question is, how do you know he's a male? You should be able to say, well, based on this and that, blah, blah, blah. You should be able to answer that, right? If someone says, whatever, if somebody takes a position on something, right? And you ask them, okay, that's your position, right? And they say, yes. And you say, I want to know why that's your position. People should be able to say, okay, let me tell you why. I can. If you ask me what my position is on something, Garland, what's your position on X? I can defend that position. Well, this is what I believe, and I can defend it thusly. However, let me add this. But I'm also open. I'm not so, what's the word I'm looking for? like cult-minded, that let's say I believe a certain thing. Okay, believe this. And somebody comes to me with new evidence and says, hey, Garland, I know you believe this, but here's some new evidence. And I look at it, and the new evidence is contradictory to what I believe. I don't go, oh, crap. The, the, the term is a cognitive dissonance, right? You believe something, and you come up, somebody comes up with new evidence to show that what you believe don't work, right? A lot of people, you ever, do, you ever do that? You'll talk to somebody and they'll believe something and you throw something at them and you say, what about this? And they got that look like, oh, uh, like smoke's coming out of their ears. Like, well, I know I believe this, but based on what I just learned, that doesn't align with what I believe. Uh-oh, what do I do now? Because they don't want to give up on their old belief. That ain't me. I just want to know the truth. I just want to understand what's going on. And if I don't be, if I believe something and you bring new information to demonstrate to me that what I believed wasn't true, I'm celebrating. Thank you. I'm not going to go, oh, crap, what do I do now? Hmm, I believe something. I'm not holding on to my belief with some religious fervor. I want to know the truth. Unfortunately, I live in a society where that ain't the norm, where people like they're part of a team. Well, I'm a member of this group, of this political party, of this organization, of this religion, of this whatever it is. Right. And therefore, as a member of this group, I believe X. That's what everybody in my group believes. That's what we all believe. And if you bring them information that says, well, perhaps you should rethink X, because what about this? They'll look at you like, ah, man, now what? Because I still want to believe it. But you've given me evidence to show it's not true. What do I do? Well, this is what I do. 
If you got new information, I evaluate it. And if something different, I'm like, hey, hooray, I've got something new. I don't, I'm not like, I'm a member of a group and I don't want to be shunned by members of my group. Oh, everybody in my group believes this. What if I go back to and say, hey, I found something new? Most likely you may be. Your group may say, oh, you're a jerk. How dare you believe that? That's not true. And if you say, well, I'd like to present you the evidence that was given to me. Get out of here with your evidence. Look at him. Evidence, Mr. Evidence Guy. Get out of here. We believe what we believe and that it. It's, it's called believing things as a matter of faith, like pre-enlightenment. If you look historically, the, historically, which is a long discussion, but the enlightenment period supposedly didn't really work that way. But in theory, the enlightenment period is where you went from people believing that all knowledge was revealed by God. That's what they believed. All knowledge is revealed by God. That's why if somebody came along and said, you know, is it may, just maybe instead of like all the planets and stars revolving around the earth, maybe the earth revolves around some of them. They'd kill you. Oh, yeah. yeah OK, well, you're going against what we all believe. Take the dog out and burn him at the stake. Right. That was the way it was because they all knowledge was revealed by God in their belief. And supposedly after the Enlightenment period, again, we can argue that. But supposedly people started going by what they called empirical data and evidence. What can you show me? What, how can you demonstrate it? Now, the sad part is that's what we supposedly allegedly believe. But the reality is a lot of us are still in the pre-enlightenment period. A lot of us imagine this because think about this. You're in a situation where everybody you know, all your friends, everybody in your social circles, everybody in your political circles believes something and you find out it's not true. You got a problem, don't you? Think about it. You got a problem. You go to your friends and they're like, yeah, so-and-so is true. And you say, hey, guys, guess what? I've got new information that shows unequivocally beyond a reasonable doubt to a moral certainty that that what we all believed to be true is not true. They ain't going to all just to, they're not going to bring you in and say, hey, thanks a lot, buddy. Sure. Glad you changed their mind They're They may hang you. They may they be like, hey, what's this guy bringing in this evil of him and the information and data and stuff like that? Hey, we got to deal with this guy. That is the nature. That's you should read um, Plato's allegory of the cave, right? His myth of the cave, right? They get, they get into that. If somebody were to find out. If you got a group of people and somebody finds out that the things the group believes is, is, is false and they come back to the group, the group will turn on that person more often than not because people don't want the truth. They want to feel good. They want to feel that they're part of the right team, part of the good team. And when lunatics like me go out and study and use a historical context, it upsets a lot of people. But. People like me can't help it. I don't have another alternative because I want to know the truth. Now, let's again, feel free to call in. You know, most people know me, know my position on the Ukraine stuff, right? Especially if you disagree with me, call in and say, I disagree with you, Garland. So if you ask me, I'm going to go, I'm going to run it down to you while I'm waiting for phone calls. My position on the Ukraine conflict. Let me start here. So when people like me say in 2014, the United States overthrew the government of Ukraine and installed the government, that's important. Why? Because one of the arguments now is Ukraine is an independent, sovereign nation. But if the United States overthrew the government of Ukraine in 2014 and installed the government, then Ukraine is not an independent and sovereign nation, is it? If that's true. If the U.S. overthrew the government and installed the government, let's face it, then Ukraine is not an independent, sovereign government. It is a puppet government that's been installed by a country that overthrew the government. Then Ukraine is a victim of United States imperialism, if that is true. And I happen to believe it's true. Why would I believe it's true? Well, let me ask you this. Just let's start here. Do United States overthrow the, ever overthrow the government of Brazil or Guatemala? How about Nicaragua? How about Libya? Uh, did the United States ever overthrow the government of Australia in 1975 when they had a guy who ran the government named Gough Whitlam? How about that? Did the United States ever throw, overthrow the government of Chile? Argentina? Need I keep going? How about Guatemala? How about Haiti? 
Do I need to stop? The United States has overthrown unthinkable amounts of government here. Uh, last time I checked, they killed JFK. The United States literally overthrew the government of the United States. So knowing that no government in history has ever overthrown as many governments as the United States. Uh, excuse me, the government of Pakistan right now, Imran Khan, the, the prime minister of Pakistan, Imran Khan is in jail right now. You know why he's in jail? Look it up. Don't believe me. Why is the prime minister of Pakistan in jail right now? Because he was thrown out of office. And he produced a document and the document showed that it was the United States government that got him thrown out of office and the United States overthrew the government of Pakistan. And the government of Pakistan literally said you released government secrets and threw him in jail because he re released evidence that the United States overthrew the government of Pakistan. Don't believe me. Look it up. So when I say the United States overthrew the government of Ukraine. Here's the truth. If they didn't, it would be one of the only governments that they didn't overthrow. But they did. And I will continue with more evidence. But first, we got a phone call. 202-588-0893. Next caller. Oh, by the way, callers, here's the deal. When you call, no speaker phones. They don't sound very well. Don't set the phone down and listen to the radio or the computer because we have a 10 second delay. And when I say next caller, you won't hear me for 10 seconds unless the phone is at your ear. Keep the phone at your ear. Keep your mouth close to the phone. Next call, you're on air. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, this is Tabu calling from Washington. Talk to Dollar. me, Tabu. You're right on the overthrow of the government by the United States. Let's go, let's bring it a little closer home. 2020, the election of... Uh, the current resident, Joseph Biden, was overthrown then. If that is the case, and there are facts enough to prove it, then he's not the president. So the, the, I always like to come up with solutions right. So what do we do, as Joe Madison used to say, and I say here's the solution. We must not allow this man, and I think I mentioned it on your program before, do we take this man from office. It's upon us. We're supposed to be the sovereigns. Why don't we use our power? Let, let me, can, I ask you, can I ask you a question, Tabu? Sure. In 20, make, I'll make this quick. Give, about, give me about 30 seconds. In 2016, the evidence has come out clear that Hillary Clinton was running against Bernie Sanders and she stole it from Bernie. I mean, the evidence is clear. In fact, that, that wait a minute, uh, hear me out. Give me 30 seconds. Give me 30 seconds. That's all I ask. In fact, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, I can't think of her name, the black lady here in, in D.C. Anyway, she was the chair of the DNC, Donna Brazil. She wrote a book. She literally said, yeah, they robbed Bernie. So 2016, the election was not legitimate because in the primaries, they stole it from Bernie. 2020. In 2020, before Super Tuesday, Barack Obama came and got everybody out except Joe Biden and robbed Bernie again. So before you even get to the general election, the election is illegitimate because they stole it in the primaries. My point being, if you want to talk about a stolen election, they steal it in the primaries. You don't even get to the general election before they steal it. Go ahead. So, right. You're the people. We're supposed to be the sovereign, but we're not. That's why we do not control our government as we should. That is why the deep state, the people who are behind the scenes, has to get out. That is why people are voting for Donald Trump, because his, his agenda, I don't know any other candidates, the objective is to get rid of the deep state that's doing all of this crap. Well, I'll say this. I understand what you're saying. I don't think, I, I'll put it like this. This is how I see Donald Trump. I see that the ruling elite, he's a part of one faction of the ruling elite, and there are wars between factions of the ruling elite, right? So if I'm a sheep, Right. And the foxes and the wolves are fighting. Whichever one wins is going to eat me. <laughs> right. No, no. So I could say, oh, I got to root for the foxes. or I got to root for the wolves. Eh, yeah, the foxes, maybe you got a little better chance to live with the fox. I'm not hating on you. You choose who you want. I see this as wars between the ruling elites and I ain't got a dog in that fight. 
Well, Go ahead. No, but I understand what you're saying. I'm not disrespecting your well, position. No, no. But that's we don't have that, that example that you gave. We have someone who was a businessman who was part of them who knows it. Now, if you if someone is stealing, let's say if you have a business and someone is stealing you, would you rather hire a thief to be to catch the thieves or just someone innocent person? I'd rather hire an innocent person. Okay, well, I respect that. But look, this man was part of the... He didn't have to take this position. He was a businessman. He wanted to save this country. I want to save this country. And I put the question to you and others. Do you want to save the country? If you want to have someone in there who is going to fight for you to help save you the country, get someone who's willing to do it, who is sacrificed. He didn't have to take his job. And I don't care if he was uh, whatever he is, but if he can do the job, that's what matters. Well, all right. Thank you very much. Appreciate the call. And look, man, I respect, we may not agree on this, but you know, I respect it. And I, and I want to make sure that I give you the opportunity and give you the time so that people can hear your position. So thank you very much, Taboo, for calling. Uh, you know, I'm, as people know, I'm neither Democrat nor Republican. I don't see jo Joe Biden. I'd sooner cut both hands off than vote for that genocidal lunatic. And Trump, I don't see him as the, <laughs> as the answer either. Um, I think it's hilarious when people are like, Trump's terrible, he's horrible, we gotta stop Trump. And I'm like, Joe Biden's literally committing a genocide right now. He's literally committing a genocide right now. And you think you can scare me with Trump. That's what I find is horrible, as, as just horrific. But you know, it is what it is. All right, next caller, you're on the air, 202-588-0893. You're on the air, what's your name? Where you're, and we're trying to talk about Ukraine, but you know, I let people go in other directions. Go ahead, caller. Hey, Garland, this, this is Mark from... Uh Temple Hill. Talk to me, Mark. Hey, man. I'm in agreement with what you shared. I think, that's what I think. Mathematically, that's the only thing that makes sense why they're spending so much money over there. If they took over the government, then, like you shared, then they got to back. Uh, there's Americans running the country, and they got to back that and so that they can win. Uh, yeah, so you we're, know. We're, Go ahead. Uh, so, we're fighting the war. Don't even know it. That's, that's exactly. the only thing that makes any sense. You know, think about this. Let me ask you this. Let's just say for the sake of argument that Russia and China overthrew the government of Mexico. And all of a sudden, Russia and China were building bases in Mexico. Right. Pumping weapons into Mexico. Um, Russian and Chinese officials were all over the government of Mexico. They were putting mix, me, uh, missiles in Mexico that were pointing at the United States. Do you think the U.S. would go to war against Mexico? Yeah. It right blow away. Mexico right out. To, there would be nothing left in Mexico. Right. The United exactly. States is on Russia's border pumping weapons in there. Um, uh, uh, U.S. troops building bases, all of that on Russia's border. Why is it what anybody would think that if that was going on in Mexico, the United States would go to war, but it's going on in Russia and Russia wouldn't go to war or China or any other country that you gonna come to their border, overthrow the government, pump weapons everywhere, and you think they ain't gonna go to war? You're off. Anybody's awful naive if they don't if they if they don't see that. Go ahead. Especially since they got eight over 800 bases all over the world and they're, and they're controlling the world pretty much with, with what they intimidation intimidation so you can see the, the the pattern that they've been on that it has not changed they're doing the same thing that they following the same protocol that they normally follow trying to uh overthrow governments and control everything and, you know can i add something else and they got another game plan. Okay. They got a, a general by the name of Langley who's in charge of AFRICOM, the Africa Command, all the bases in Africa that we use to oppress the African people, right? Um, yeah. If you go to the UN, Linda Thomas-Greenfield, the woman that's always voting to stop, uh, to, to continue the slaughter in Gaza. She's black, ain't she? Have you noticed the pattern now? See, they got a slick. They want to do their international dirty work, but they put a black face or a, like a criminal that puts a black glove on when they commit a crime. So now, oh, hey, I don't like what they're doing in um in at the UN. That's terrible. Oh no, that's a black woman. You can't say anything bad about a black woman. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. We're bombing Africa. We're robbing Africa. We're stealing their gold, their uranium. Oh no, we've got a black general in charge. See, that's right. the game. Ever since slavery, they give a whip to the black man to whip the slaves with and he'll whip them harder than the, than the white folks and then they'll say well we didn't do it it was a black man it is dastardly it, it's terrible because they put the puppets in there and 
we go follow we follow their plan and so much so uh we don't have any in other words they're looking at us and thinking all black people think this way you know what and and it's even worse you know why because then we get trained like this hey i'm proud did you see that they promoted a black general to africom Ooh, we're really going places as black people we got a black general hey look at this there's a black person in charge of the uh of the united nations hooray we're really you ain't getting nothing what you getting out of it it's symbolic they put a black puppet to do terrible things and they tell you because it's a black face there somehow you're getting things something out of it you get nothing right and then on top of everything else we got a war we're fighting over here we we don't need to be fighting any wars anywhere it's bad enough that so many black people are dying at the hands of all these police officers and then all these other things that's going on in the country there's been millions across the seas but we don't have in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the schools for the children and, and people are living on the street. Look, right now, they want to send another 61 billion in weapons to Ukraine, right? Can you imagine what would happen in the black community in the United States if they said, you know, we're going to de- donate, we're going to take $25 billion and put it in the black community. We're going to rebuild schools. We're going to build recreation centers. We're going to do some free community college. We're going to do some, some things to try to raise up the black community. Can you imagine if they took $25 billion and did that in the black community, it would universally change the situation for black folks. They ain't got that for us. They don't have nothing for us. We, that's got to go. Supposedly, you go to Ukraine, it ain't even going to Ukraine. It's going to Lockheed Martin and Northrop Grumman. That's why I know this place is the modern-day Babylon. And we're about to see some things because they, they brought us over here, but they know who we are. We don't know who we are. And once we wake up, it's all over. And well, you know what? I also think that we'll, so, to some extent, now white America is suffering at the same fate. White America is asking the same questions that we've been asking for 400 years. How has the rich country got all this money? Our communities, our roads, everything's falling apart and we're living in poverty, right? White America is starting to experience the same thing. And now white America said, wait, whoa. You know what I mean? We expect a certain amount of, of, of a certain living standard and our living standards going down. But when we look every now, you're like 100 billion, 60 billion to Ukraine, 14 billion to Israel, 10 billion to Taiwan. That, 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 but but and then we're like, what about our communities? You get no billion for here. I think America, there are people that are waking up to the fact that our government don't give a crap about us. And they don't don't get me wrong. We still got people that turn on CNN or Fox or whatever and believe what they're told. But I think there's fewer and fewer people that people are waking up. What do you think? Absolutely. I mean, we have to wake up because everything is saying from what has been done, the past record, everything is saying that they don't really, like, like Michael Jackson said, they, they don't really care about us. Yep. He, had to, he had to die in order to figure it out. Once uh, you die, then, then everybody, then you're famous because you, now you're a martyr and you can't, you can't say anything else. Yep. All right. Thanks a lot. 202-588-0893. Next call. You're on the air. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh-oh. I don't hear. Maybe somebody, you know, it sounds to me like somebody set the phone down and walked away, even though I said you're not supposed to do that. Set the phone down and walked away, and they're listening to, like, the computer or something like that, so they're not going to get it. Oh, well. We got another caller? All right. Let's go to the, let's go to the next caller. Next caller, you're on the air. What's your name? Where are you calling from? I'm here, Garland. Can oh, you hear me? Yes, loud and clear. What's happening? All right, right on. This is Tony from Mitchellville. Hey, I agree with everything that you said. But please do us a favor and break it down even further. Tell us how they're overthrowing these governments, how they're installing these puppets, and why. And I know each country, there's a reason, has mm-hmm. a different, you know, a slight nuance difference, but tell us. For example, why in Ukraine? Why in Israel? Why in Africa? Break it down for us, God. Thank you. Uh, you. Well, you know what? The bottom line, it's all about money and power all the time. And see, the thing about it, let me say this about Ukraine, because they'll go, oh, we didn't. Well, you know, let me let me say this about Ukraine. If somebody says, oh, no, they didn't. Let me ask you a question. I mean, this is just logical, right? 2014, February, the government of Ukraine changes in a violent coup right there's violence people get shot and a new government comes in right okay so did the, was the united states involved or not involved well let me ask you this 
immediately after the new government comes in, all these Americans show up in the government. The woman who was in charge of all the money for Ukraine was not a Ukrainian citizen. She was an American citizen. Imagine that. There's a violent overthrow of the government of Ukraine and a woman leaves the United States, goes to Ukraine, and now she's in charge of all their money. One could suspect that the government of the United States was involved. Let me add this. And then all of a sudden, Joe Biden shows up in Ukraine. And when the government council of Ukraine, when the leaders of the government have their meetings, Joe Biden sits in the meetings. All of a sudden, after a, uh, a, 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 a overthrow of the government, up, up. And then Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, shows up in Ukraine and he gets a job on Burisma, a gas company. They're paying him like 80,000 a month. He don't speak Ukrainian and he don't know nothing about gas, but he's Joe Biden's son. Wait a minute. On that same company, a guy named Kofor Black shows up. All of a sudden, there's a change in government in Ukraine. Joe Biden shows up. Joe Biden's son shows up for $80,000 a month on the board of Burisma. Kofor Black, you know where Kofor Black came from? He was a former CIA, one of the top guys in the CIA. He goes over and now he works for them. Oh, wait a minute. Amos Hochstein suddenly shows up in Ukraine. Who's Amos Hochstein? He was on Obama's, uh, he was the energy czar in the Obama um, a State Department. He quits his job in the State Department and he goes to Ukraine and he starts working for the Ukrainian national gas company called Nafta Gas. So let's put this together briefly. There is a violent overthrow of the government in Ukraine. Kofor Black shows up. Joe Biden shows up. Hunter Biden shows up. Uh, 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 Amos Hochstein shows up. Americans show up all over Ukraine working for Ukrainian companies, cashing these big checks. And the government, let me ask you this question. Just throw this logically speaking. Let's just say in Mexico City, there's a violent overthrow of the Mexican government. And all of a sudden, Vladimir Putin's son shows up and he's running some gas company. And then all these Russians start showing up. There's a violent overthrow of Mexico and all these Russians show up all over Mexico. And then the Russians start building bases all over Mexico. Would you suspect that the Russians were involved? Would you? Hey, there's bases all over. And then they start rebuilding the Mexican army. Because that's what happened. The United States suddenly started rebuilding the Ukrainian army and building these fortified uh, towns, Avdiivka, Bakhmut. The United States starts building fortifications almost like they were preparing for war. The United States. Why was the United States building fortifications in Ukraine if they didn't have anything to do with throwing, overthrowing the government? Isn't it kind of conspicuous? Is anybody going to argue with me? Forget Ukraine with the history of the United States overthrowing governments around the world that any country that you find anywhere on this planet, that there was a violent overthrow of the government and Americans start showing up everywhere the next day. I will tell you for doggone sure that the Americans overthrew that government. You're a fool if you believe otherwise. You're a fool if you have if you have no understanding of world history. If you think that any country in this world that there is a violent overthrow of the government and Americans show up all throughout that government the next day and start building military bases. If you don't think the United States was involved in overthrowing that government, you are a fool. That's what I have to. I mean, I can't believe that anybody that there's still somebody left that would look at the raw evidence and then say, no, the United States had nothing to do with that. You'd have to be insane. That being said, do you understand why the war started now? Do you understand? Would the United States go to war if that happened in Mexico? We don't need to ask that because of the Cuban Missile Crisis. The United States almost had a nuclear war when Russia started putting missiles in Cuba in the 1960s. And we're doing the same thing today. And you wonder why Russia went to war. Of course they would have. If you were the president of Russia, you'd have went to war. 
If I was the president of the United States and Russia or China overthrew the government of Mexico and started building bases, I would invade. You know why? Because I'd know they were coming for me. I would know they're building on my border because they're coming for me. And that's what we did. And that's why we did it. The evidence is clear. And somebody has to deny truth if they want to. I, I can't help that. You Or somebody tell me none of those things happened. Somebody call in and say, oh, Garland, that's not happened. None of those things happened. Tell me they didn't happen. I can show you the evidence that they happened. But somebody, oh, no, that didn't happen. But if it happened, and it did, if it happened, if what I have said is true, then how can you dispute that the United States overthrew the government? Look at what's happening right now. Every time you turn around, Joe Biden's flying to Kiev. Oh, Anthony Blinken's heading to Kiev. Oh, the Secretary of State's headed to Kiev. Why do you think there's always United States members of the government going to Ukraine telling their government what to do? Well, the United States have said to the government of Ukraine, we don't think you should do this. Oh, the United States has said you should do that. You know why? Because they don't have a government. Because they are nothing but a policy tool of the United States. That's the truth of the matter. Next caller. You're on the air. What's your name? Where are you calling from? I said, uh, next, call, next caller. You're on the air. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Oh, I'm Chris. I'm, uh, I'm here in Montgomery County, Maryland. Talk to me, and, Chris. Uh, Hey, I've been a fan for a long time, and I here talking about Ukraine tonight. What I wanted to say is, I remember that when I heard the news. It was in the morning. I was taking my son to school when I heard the the invasion already started. And it must have been it must have been on a Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday or something. Because I was like, oh, all week I just wanted. I was waiting for Garland because you're just like me. And I remember the last thing I heard Garland say was, "There ain't no way." They're going I didn't to think they would. I didn't think they I would. Know, you're and correct. I remember you took it like a man. You took it like a man. But I didn't know anything about about Ukraine at that point, and I and I and I remember what you said. You went in, you did your due diligence, and why we've had two years now to do that, and it's just insane. I remember the first time that I heard uh, uh, Putin saying, "Oh well, we got to go in because we got there's like a Nazi problem here," and I'm like, "What? That sounds so crazy. That's so bizarre." But then you go in, you do your due diligence. And you realize that the people that the that, that, that the United States was propping up over there, spending all that time propping up, yeah, they they uh, they they like stepping Bandera, you know. Yeah. You go and, and you listen and you watch the the, the, the best stuff is the uh, Oliver Stone really covered it good in his documentary that that he produced or whatever, and uh, and some of the interviews he did, he talks about it, but. Uh, yeah, it's not crazy at all. Let, with, me, with, uh, yeah, let, me, let me read an article to you. This is from January 18. A little notice provision in the 2,232-page government spending bill, this is from 2018, passed last week, bans U.S. arms from going to controversial ultra-nationalist militia in Ukraine that has openly accepted neo-Nazis into its rank. House passed spending bills for the past three years have included a ban on U.S. aid to Ukraine from going to the Azov Battalion. So the, this is the hill. Congress wouldn't give money to some of the Ukrainian uh, uh, militias because they're Nazis. They are open, actual proud Nazis. And then they got rid of it and said, ah, what the heck, we'll give them money. And the next question is this. Why are we sending money to Ukraine to build up their military anyway? Are you no somebody got asked that question? Anyway, continue. Uh, the, uh, a lot of Americans hate Nazis, and it's good. But the Russians hate Nazis more than anybody. Think about it. They it, lost twenty-seven million people to them. Whew. Twenty-seven million. That's how many that, Russians died in World War II. When, uh, when you want to talk about Ukraine, those are the things. But I've learned so much, and that's just two years ago, but that seems like a whole other world back then. Exactly. Here, the stuff I've learned on the way. Here's Bloomberg 2015. Ukraine's neo-Nazis won't get U.S. money. I mean, all you got to do is look at it. I'm not making this up, but thank you. I appreciate the call. 202-588-0893. We got any other callers? All right, next caller. You are on the air. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, Joe Webb calling from Maryland. Joe, what's happening? Ain't nothing. Uh, DMV on the light. You know, the DMV is a place in Maryland, but now it's the DMV area, right? Mm -hmm. uh, yes, sir. Uh, I just want to say two couple things real quick, Garland. Thank you for your work. Thank you for getting out there and putting your neck on the line, brother. Things you talk about make people upset, probably. It makes me <laughs> happy. And uh, I appreciate you. My great-grandmother was on a Mohawk Indian reservation in New York in the 1900s. Mm -hmm. It's slavery after slavery in this mug for 400 years. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And you can look a lot of ways. You can be. You can look a lot of ways. Like for example, some people see me, uh, Garland, and they say Rich Whitey, right? Some people see me and say Ghetto Joe. He's from Prince George's County. A lot of people, depending on who you are, how you think of people. But real quick, Big Brother, Donald Trump and Joe Biden. If you ask me, they both work for the same man because if you ain't working for them people, they kill you. How about that? They killed Dr. King. They killed Malcolm X. They killed Bob Marley. Anybody else? Even Jim Morrison, it turns out, was working for the CIA. How about this? Uh, They poisoned Paul Robeson. I mean, you go on and on. Anybody who stood up to push back against this machine, they knocked him down. I mean, not, I'm a little guy, but I'm talking about, you know, the Paul Robesons, the Martin Luther Kings, the Malcolm Xers. You know, they, they had to go. That's this machine. And for people to think, uh, here's what I got to say, and I'll get right back to you. When people say our democracy, we must protect our democracy. Here's what I say. They put a bullet in the head of the president. What makes you think you got a democracy? When they will kill the president if he doesn't go along with what they want. Every president from then on knows, hey, you don't go along with what they want. You're a goner. You ain't got no democracy. You're not voting somebody in that's going to change this situation because they don't work for you. Go ahead. You said something that I didn't want to bring up, big brother. Uh, JFK. Mm-hmm. I We're from the D.C. area. Maybe you are, too. Are you from this area? Brother, I'm from this no? area, yeah. Okay, we're, so guess what? Turns out there's more spies, more CIA than anywhere in the whole world here, right? I didn't mm-hmm. realize that. So I'm at a house in Chevy Chase. Now I have a daughter who's 16, heart problems, cancer. I don't play around with words much, girl. I'm 54, been through the ringer in this town. And they pit my people against each other in this town. I'm tired of it. Divide and conquer is their game. But uh, that said, I'm in Chevy Chase, big brother, probably about 1990. And I'm sitting there with two older white guys. I thought they were really old, the one of them, but he's probably my age. I'm 54. I look like an old person now. So the one guy was going to be my father-in-law. And the other guy would have been my father-in-law or grandfather. Two older white guys. I'm sitting there. We're in a house in Chevy Chase. And it's like, I think they were interviewing me. I didn't realize this now. But looking back, it seems like an interview probably. It was three chairs. Them two and me sitting at a very nice house in Chevy Chase with a library. It looked like the White House, to be honest, but it wasn't that big. So we're talking. And they go, yeah, Dad, I didn't talk to you for six months prior to six months after. And we were talking about the killing of Kennedy. So their names are Willis Scudder, Georgia, right? Willis Scudder, Georgia, senior and junior. They helped found the CIA. This was my girlfriend's parents and in-laws. As soon as I went home, I called the Post, the CIA. I called everybody and said, I know who killed President Kennedy. The 54-year-old man looked at the old man. He was talking about killing Kennedy. Yeah, Dad, I didn't talk to you for six months prior. He was a 54-year-old guy, sounded like a kid. Six months after, his dad was in England doing radio communications. His name is Scudder. That's his code name. Mm -hmm. I'm tired of this stuff. I want to say one last thing, sir, Garland, sir. You said Russia. Russia's going to get us. They talk about China going to get us. In the 1930s, uh, Rockefeller was giving a speech, and he said, we're going to give them the two-party system. But we really have the new world order. And last thing, I apologize, darling. Yeah. Apologize. Last thing, Nitza. Paul Nitza wrote a paper called something, something, something. Sixty-eight. That was the paper that said Russia's going to blow us up with bombs. Turns out it was all fraudulent. They knew Russia did not have nothing. They barely had hospitals in this country. They they had Americans killing themselves thinking they were going to. It was NHTSA 68 and yeah. Paul NHTSA. All country. right. We, we, and we got a bunch of calls. I certainly appreciate this call, but we got a bunch of other callers. We got to go to 202-588-0893. Next caller, you're on air. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Good evening, Mr. Nixon. Yes, I can. Okay. Calling from Arlington. All right. Yes, so uh, I must be the biggest idiot in uh, Virginia and America because I thought that somehow they were going to discipline Mr. Donald Trump for inciting that insurrection against the American government, only to turn on the TV night before last to see that the um, Supreme Court will take up the case only in November, and I think they're going to do it after the election to find out whether he won or lost, and then they will decide because they're not going to uh, prosecute a sitting president. Let me ask you this, I just out of curiosity. Why do you think the system is going after Donald Trump? 
Why? You think it's about justice? No. You think they're like, hey, he violated the law. We've got to hold him accountable to the law. Do you think the system is doing that? Are you there? Yeah. Oh, not hearing him. Let's try it again. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Yeah, why do you I'm think? Here. Why I'm do you here. think? Why do you think the system is going going after Donald Trump? I loving, but they are just talking. They are just talking, talking, talking. They're not going to do anything. Okay. They're not going to. No. Oh, well, we don't have. Unfortunately, we don't have a very good connection, but I certainly appreciate it. You know what? I, you know, I mean, I like to get down to it. Here's the bottom line. You know, as I said, you know, Trump, Biden, you know, none of them. I ain't looking at that direction. It's laughable to me. But here's my point. I do not for one second believe that the system wants justice. They're going after Trump. He violated the rules. We've got to have justice. If you think that this system is about justice, you don't understand the system. Now, if you hate Donald Trump and you just want to see them get Donald Trump and take him out or whatever, yeah, bust of luck with that, whatever. But do not fool yourself into thinking that somehow the Department of Justice is rubbing their hands together to get Donald Trump because they think that he violated the law and they want to bring him to justice. <laughs> ain't no justice coming. They ain't going after Donald Trump. Look, first of all, if Donald Trump is doing does what they want they won't touch him i don't care what what look barack obama came in and what did he do when people said look george w bush violated law pretty 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 clear it's obvious to that and uh carl rove i could get into his violations of which act he violated but it was blatant obviously he had violated the law of torture let me tell you something their people might, might remember. I used to have John Conyers on the show. I knew John Conyers. John Conyers personally said to me, personally, and his people that listen and know that remember Mr. Conyers saying that. He personally said to me, he wanted to go after Bush and he wanted to go after Cheney for torture because they had violated the law because he was the chair of the, uh, what was it, the, uh, the committee that does that. I forgot, whatever it is, right? And Nancy Pelosi came to him and said, no, you can't do it. And if you do, I will replace you. Because she was in charge. She was the you know, head of the, she was the speaker of the house. Okay. So at that time, it was clear that Cheney and Bush and many others had violated the law. And John Conyers wanted to hold them accountable. And the system came to him and said, no, nah, you can't do it. Nope, not happening. Now, later on, what we found out was that they had briefed Nancy Pelosi on the torture. So had Conyers started looking into it and found out and said, I'm going after Bush and Cheney and blah, because they violated the law. I got them. They just said, yeah, we briefed uh, Nancy Pelosi. She's Speaker of the House. And she went down with them. So don't fool yourself into thinking the system wants to hold people accountable for violating the law. Oh, please. You are very naive. It is selective. They're looking at Trump for whatever reason. We can discuss it. They want to take Trump out because the system doesn't want him. The system doesn't hold anybody accountable for crime. The system promotes crimes if it's the person they want. You ain't got to like Trump to recognize the fact that. And what did Barack Obama cause when they said, Barack Obama, are you tortured? They violated the law. You got him. Are you going after him? Barack Obama said, yeah, I think we're looking forward here. That happened in the past. Let me ask you this. Do you know any brother? That the police ever came to and accused him of the crime and the brother said, well, you kind of got me. Could you let me go? Did the police ever say to the brother, hey, man, that was in the past. I don't know anybody that ever committed a crime in the future. Every crime was in the past. That's not an excuse. Show me a brother that was standing in court. Your honor, uh, young man, you're charged with so-and-so. Yeah, your honor, can you let me go? That happened in the past. No, you're going to jail. But when it came to Bush and Cheney and those guys, because it was a system crime, the whole system committed that crime. So to think that the system is going after Donald Trump because they want justice, you are <laughs> fooling yourself. If you just hate Donald Trump and you want the system to take Donald Trump out because you hate him, at least be honest. Just say, yeah, I don't care. I know the system's crooked, but I hate Donald Trump and I want him to take him out. OK, fine. I, I, I can live with that. I would prefer somebody say that to me than pretend that the system is trying to bring justice for the first time in history. That ain't happening. Okay, we got any more callers? Next call, you're on air. What's your name? Where you're calling from? 
I'm calling from Washington, D.C. I, I have some problems with some things you've said. Good. And some, some problems with the uh, brother who came on talking about uh, Trump. So first, let me just deal with one thing. All right. You know, from my perspective, you're the reason why we need the fairness doctrine uh, enacted again. Because you're saying a lot, just like the right-wing people say a lot, and it goes uncontested. During the fan destruction period, a WPFW would have had to offer opposing views. Well, wait a minute. You're on right now. No, but I'm saying the fairness doctrine, you're on right now. Contest something that I said. I'm telling you, I, I said, I'm glad to hear somebody call that doesn't agree. I'm telling you, go ahead, contest something that I had. That's what I want you to do. Right now, you got the floor. Contest something that I said. Brother, who called in talking about uh, uh, um, uh, Trump in terms of, uh, you know, and you, in some ways, you insinuate the same thing. Trump is not, you know, there's, there's no reason to go after Trump. I didn't say there's no reason to go after Trump. I thought that's what you just I said. I never said that. A moment ago. You said the, 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 the reasons that they are, are saying that they're going after Trump are fallacious. But let me don't get... No, I didn't. I said, okay. no, I did okay. not. Excuse me. Excuse me. Just let me finish what I got to say because, you know, and you can rebut it later on. But here's my point. Is that Donald Trump... Uh, we seem to be, in some ways, suggesting that Donald Trump is, is, is going to do something good for black people. He didn't do anything for black people when he was there. But I'm, I'm, I'm mindful. I agree of the with fact. you. Well, hold on. I'm mindful of the fact that Donald Trump did everything he could to convict and wanted the Central Park Five to be killed. Agreed. And those brothers ultimately were freed. And here we got black people today running around thinking that Donald Trump is anything but the racist that he is. Now, I don't care how we how we stop him or what have you. You can say that the Justice Department and them are not seeking justice. I, I'm, I'm not going to get caught up in that. What I'm saying to you, anything that takes him out because he is not a friend of black people. And let me ask you another well, Can I ask you a question, though? Can I ask you a question? I mean, you're making comments. Can I ask you a question? But I'm, I'm saying let's have a conversation a little bit. I'll, I'll let you say what you got to say, but can I ask you a question so we can get a little clarification? Is that fair? Yeah. Okay. I agree with you on Trump. We don't disagree anything on Trump. But his history is terrible. I would never support a vote for Donald Trump. But my point is this. I don't, I, I, I don't feel that Joe, I mean, am I supposed to somehow think that Joe Biden's history is good for black folks? It's terrible. My point is Trump and Biden, I don't look at them and say, hooray, Joe Biden's going to save us for Trump. I, he's a monster. He's a genocidal lunatic right now. So do I take one lunatic or the other lunatic? Joe Biden is literally committing a genocide as we speak. And how can I look at him and say, well, he's a better option? There are no options between those two. Go ahead. Well, Okay, what I'm saying to you is that I'm going to be a nationalist and I'm going to look at it from the perspective of black folks. Yeah, I understand what's happening in other parts of the world. And, 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 and by the way, brother, when you talk about the genocide that's happening with Palestinians, I've stood up in support of the Palestinians. I've met Yasser Arafat personally. So for over the years, and, and I don't know if you knew Doug Moore here in town, but we got in real trouble for taking positions in support of the Palestinians. So it's nothing new for me to want to see the things that are happening to the Palestinians not happen. I spent uh, two weeks. In, in but I understand. But let's get back to Biden. Let's get back to. Let's get back to. I under. I, I look. I, I I respect you, man. I don't disrespect you. I appreciate you calling, and I believe you. I'm just saying the subject at hand to me is I, I, we can agree that Trump is not an option. He's a terrible option. My point is they're both terrible options. I'm not going to say I want one over the other. That's all I'm saying. So the question is, and when you talk about the justice system and all these other things, the question is, what is the alternative that you've got? Can I make just one other point? Then you can go on with, with, with what, what, uh, what your concerns are. But, but you know, this thing about Russia it being a victim, so to speak. I want you to explain to me what the heck happened in Georgia, because when people say to me that the Russians talk to me, what do you mean when you say what happened in Georgia? No, hold on, let me finish. Uh, are you talking about 2008? Yes. Georgia attacked Russian forces. Oh, uh, no. Yes. Georgia attacked. Okay. Are you telling, saying that Georgia did not attack Russian forces in 2008? 
Is that what you're saying? Yes. I can tell you. You notice I know the year. I'm very familiar with it in an area called South Ossetia. Yes, I know the, uh, yeah. Yes. Go ahead. Yeah, and the reality is that, and Russia has used these these buffer zones like he's using over there in Moldova, where he has people, and he said they have a right to go in and protect Russian citizens who are living in another country. That is crazy. No, it ain't. So, so does that mean he can come into Alaska because there's a Russian citizen? Well, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let me ask you a question. That's on the Russian border, isn't it? I wouldn't care where it is. Yeah, well, you wouldn't you, care. Let me ask you this: Would you care if it was Mexico? What? What do you see? My 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 question. I got to ask you. My question is this: What would the United States do if it was Mexico? If Russia was pumping weapons into Mexico, if Russia was building bases in Mexico, if Russian soldiers was in Mexico, answer this question for real. Do you think the United States would go to war with Mexico? I don't know. You don't know. You no, don't know? I don't know. You don't think and the United States, States you ever heard of the Cuban Missile Crisis? You ever heard of the Cuban Missile Crisis? Hold on a moment. I think that we would do everything that we could to stop it. Why? Okay? Why? But I you talk about going to war, and I'm not saying we would. Why? The point I'm trying to make, though, the premise of Russia, of, of Putin, because I can't say it's all Russia. Why, get, why, why can't you say it's Russia? Russia's a country. Wherever his people are, wherever his people are, that he has a right to go in and protect them. No, that's no not true. That's simply not true. That is true. That's not he what Ukraine is about. That, that Ukraine is on Russia's border. Oh, my God. It ain't on Russia's border? Yes, there's a border between Ukraine and Russia. Okay. I'm saying to you that he has said to Nep, the, the places where he, he came Yes, from, yes, eastern, the, eastern Ukraine. The people said we declare our independence and we want to be a part of the Russian state because we speak Russian. If you wanted to be a part of Russia, you should have got your asses out and gone back to Russia. But let me ask you this. Were they being attacked by the Ukrainian forces? And did 16,000 of them get killed by the Ukrainian forces? What would the United States do if somebody... In, and then, Wait a minute, let me, let, me, let me add this to you. There are a lot of Americans in Mexico. A lot of Americans moved there. What do you think the United States would do if somebody started attacking the Americans in Mexico and killed 16,000 of them? Do you think the United States would step in? Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Do you think they would? That's a, hypo, that's a hypothetical. Right. And I'm just know. asking for your opinion. The yes, reality, it is. Wait a minute. The reality is that the Russians who were living in the portion of Ukraine said that they did not want to adhere to the national interests of Ukraine. Right. And there's no difference than a, than a white Ukraine killed 16,000 of them. Pardon? Didn't you, Ukraine killed 16,000 of them. God, you think they want to be a part of a government that's killed 16,000 of their people? 16,000 of them after they did what? After they said we don't want to be a part of Ukraine because it's run by neo-Nazis. We had a civil war in this country to kill hundreds That's of not that. that yeah, you're changing the subject. You're changing the subject. And I'm saying his, his, there was an alternative for those Russians. No, what, keep, what was it? Yeah, to keep dying. To Russia. All they had to do was step across the border and they would have been, they would not have to worry about Ukrainians killing. Well, them. I'm sorry. But, but here's what I'm saying. I appreciate you calling, and you said we need a fairness doctrine, and I gave you the opportunity to rebut what I said, and we had a little argument, and so I think that was fair. Well, that's your assessment of being fair. I'm saying that just like your program is on, there need to be programs to present alternatives. Wait a minute. Okay? Yeah, well, let me ask you a question. Turn yeah. on MSNBC and CNN. Pardon? Turn on MSNBC and CNN. No, 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 no. No, no, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You can go to MSNBC, you can go to CNN, you can go to the New York Times, you can go to the Washington Post and get your position all day long. It ain't nobody taking my position on the mainstream media. So if you're taking the position that all of the mainstream media is taking, you're taking the position that the U.S. government is taking, you're taking the position that the CIA is taking, and you're telling oh me God. that I'm 
I'm taking a different position and somebody else needs to, where can you go in America that you don't find the position that you're taking? Uh, okay. Go right let down me, to the CIA me. and knock on the door. They'll, t they'll, they'll yeah. pat you on the shoulder and say everything you're saying is true. Yeah, and they'll yeah, throw me out. The assumption that you're making is incorrect. And what I'm saying to you is WPFW is a broadcaster. If MSNBC is not, and we could go to the other side. And, 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 and let me just say this. There would be many things that we agree on, okay? But Because I'm not supportive of what the United States does in a lot of situations. But my question is, first off, it's prompted by the brother talking about Donald Trump. Oh, you didn't cut me off. No, you're still there, but we got to get ready to go. But I'll say this: I don't. No, we got to get ready to run. We got to. No, we're out of time. What I'm saying is five minutes before the hour, so we got to go. Call back next week. I want somebody to call that disagrees with me. I enjoy it. Thank you very much. Certainly, we'll talk next week. All right. Uh, thanks a lot, everybody. Certainly appreciate it. If you want to get in touch with me, Garland in my first name g-a-r-l-a-n-d and then the letter in garland in at gmail.com you can email me feel free to email me i will respond um you can follow me i'm on facebook i'm on telegram i'm on instagram i'm not on twitter but i'm everywhere else uh certainly thank you and uh, have a nice day peace i'll be back next week <laughs>